Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due. Welcome into another edition of We're Talking with Dave Amato and Craig Malonson here tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a little Cajun football. We'll talk uh, a little bit more since Jay and I kind of discussed uh, Nichols' game. We'll discuss a little bit with, with uh, Dave tonight, and then we'll take a look around the Sun Belt before we finish things up with uh, Thursday night's game with Ohio, uh, which we're hoping to have uh, Russ Eisenstein. No, not I think that's how it's pronounced. I, I was butchering it last week. So uh, we'll get Russ on uh, hopefully uh, Wednesday evening with Jay and Dave. So I might have to get that straight, straight there, Jay and Dave. So, but uh, Dave, first impression, I know you, uh, we, we talked a little bit off air and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of the same way when I was, when I, when I do the spotting, I really don't see the game like you would at, at, when you're at the, at the game. So I know you said you, you went home and, and watched it again. Your thoughts uh, there. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I, you know, look, I've been to both games in person uh, this year and, and you have totally different perspectives when you're sitting at the game and then you go back and you can watch it a little bit more. You get, you get a little bit different perspective of the game. Um, and look, there were some things that I'm totally disappointed about, but there were some things that I look back on and it, 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 the Cajuns were in control of the game. Most of the game, right. I, I never felt while I was sitting there that we were going to lose the game. I did feel that it was much closer than it should have been. And we were terrible in certain perspectives of the game. Overall, I think the uh, the defense against the run, against the designed runs, the Cajuns are very good. The defense um, against the run when the quarterback decides to run the ball is going to be a problem, and we got to figure that out. And that might be part of a problem not having Farad Gardner in the game, um, and, and, and we're hoping to get him back, right? Uh, I, I love Jordan Quibido. Don't get me wrong but he's a totally different player than Farad Gardner. And I think that's a, that's a problem. Uh, Jordan does a lot of good things, but he's, he's not the same player as Farad. Um, so we got to figure that out. Um, and then the, I keep saying this as I watch the Cajuns play, we can't give up on the run. We, we haven't been bad at the run. I mean, you watch it against Texas, you watch it against Nichols. They're okay. But, what they do is we we just stop running the ball and we can't. Um, we're not going to have the running backs right now that we had in in Trey and and Elijah last year. They're not going to break these sixty and seventy yard runs, but these guys are still getting four and five and six yards of carry a lot of times, and we got to keep giving them the ball. And I, I think we give up on the run a little bit too easy. And, and that's going to be a, a piece that I think the Cajuns keep, need to keep working on. But overall, watching it again, I was a little bit happier watching it the second time on TV where I could kind of uh, get a little bit better perspective of it than I was when, the, uh, when I was sitting in the stadium watching the game. 
Yeah, I agree with, with that, with everything you said, especially the uh, the running part. I think we definitely need to take a look at that and, and not give up on that so quickly. Uh, we look, we, we, we've got three running backs and you know, we've like running back by committee since, since, since Napier's been here and it's been a three headed monster. Right. But the, the, these guys, we don't have the, 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 the horse, but we've got three good ones and we just got to keep giving them the ball that one of them's going to get loose and it's going to be fun. They've, they've had a couple of good runs, each one of them. They got to just keep giving them the ball and keep giving them a chance to do it. I think they will. I I agree, and I think I think we'll get there. Uh, and this this game, I believe, coming up will be a great opportunity to do that. Uh, and I think uh, depending on what happens with the weather, you know, you might see a little bit more. I think the rain should should clear out by then. But I'm no meteorologist, but I probably do as well as most of them, so it doesn't really matter. Is <laughs> As good as Rob Perillo. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so let's take a, a quick look around the Sun Belt this this weekend. We had uh, some. I I don't think anyone expected anything different out of Coastal in Kansas. Kansas is a bad football team. Uh, so, um, yeah. I had the pleasure of watching that game on Friday night and uh, it was a little closer earlier than it was later. Um, but look, Kansas is still a bad football team and Coastal's a good football team and they weren't, it wasn't much of a contest um, once Coastal got their offense going and that Coastal offense, man, it's, it's, it's fast. It's yeah. fast and it's fun and it's going to be tough no matter who they play. They're a good football team. And I, you know, we don't like them, but they're a good football team. And they yep. beat a P5 team, a bad P5 team, but they beat them handily. And I think they showed that they are a, a good football team. But we won't know how good they are for a long time because they don't play a good football team for a long time. Right. They, 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 they have a lot of bad games in front of them before Buffalo is coming up, but Buffalo's not what I thought they were going to be. They're struggling a little bit. So I, I don't think we're going to know until they probably face app. I think that's going to be where we can really get a good gauge on who they are. Uh, but they won by 27 and they probably could have won by a lot more than that. Yeah. I, I don't know if you got a chance to see any of it, but I, I caught the end of the app state Miami game, which was a, pretty good football game by all accounts you know fun to watch yeah i didn't i didn't see any of it uh but i was following it quite a bit um and i saw that it was a really close game the entire time and obviously miami pulled it out at the end but um look miami's number 22 in the country they they played one other game it was against alabama and and that's not a fair fight but app hung in with a team that's ranked number 22 in the country and, yep. and, and, and had a chance to win that football game. So uh, apps a good football team. I believe that was a, uh, our re return trip for app state uh, Miami a few years back. And you probably remember yes, this. They did visited the rock and uh, uh, Miami was looking for a extra game to put on their schedule and it was getting late and, at, they called app and, and they wanted app to go to Miami first. And they said, no, we're not going to, you're not going to fool us. Uh, you come to us <laughs> first. That way you can't buy out of the game on the return right. trip. So uh, they, I, 
I think this game was a little bit closer. I mean, I know, I think Gap played well in the first half of that first meeting uh, a couple years ago, but I think I think Miami ended up pulling away. So, uh, yeah. well, App was winning this game at the half, and uh, I mean it was a close game, but it was fourteen to twelve at the half, and they, you know it was back and forth. It was a good football game. And, and, and if I get a chance before uh, this weekend, I, I hope to sit down and watch a little bit of it. Okay. I do want to see. I do want to – look, App's a good football team. I mean, they're going to be tough this year. We know that. Well, it looks like the difference on, on everything was the running game because the quarterbacks played pretty much to a draw, uh, except App's through the interception, but he had a touchdown, both of them threw – for 199 and 200 yards so not not a big discrepancy there but it looks like on the ground game and the kicking game is what made the difference there at the end so but is what it is uh our beloved georgia state that everybody wants to pick all the time uh yeah you know look i look any good north carolina was predicted to be a very good football team this year and yep. and and they, they struggled out of the gate uh, against Virginia Tech, but I didn't expect this game to be uh, close, but I also didn't expect Georgia State to not be able to show up, and they didn't show up at all. And Georgia State is a very disappointing Sunbelt team to me right now. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get it together. Um, their quarterback, who I thought was going to be much better than he has performed in the first two games, has not performed at all. Um, they're not a very good football team right now. And and and, and look, they've, they've played two what we think are going to be two bowl teams at the end right. of the year, right? Army is a good football team, and they'll be in a bowl game. And, and of course, North Carolina will be in a bowl game, we, we believe. Um, but they have not shown up any offensively in either game. They have been bad in both football games on offense and on defense. They're just not a good football team right now. Agree totally. Uh, I, I think this one might have been a little bit of a surprise for me with Georgia Southern and Florida Atlantic, but at the same time, not really. Georgia Southern's playing without their starting quarterback the first two games. He'll be back after suspension. Uh, I believe yeah. he's back next week. So um, yeah, we'll get to see him um, when he when when the Cajuns play him. But but again, that's another one. You know, you pick Georgia Southern to be a better football yeah. team. I didn't have a lot of ac- expectations for them, but they have shown me nothing to start the season. Right. Yep. Neither game has been very close. But again, they're doing it without their starting quarterback. Maybe they become a different team when when he gets into the lineup. And I think we'll we'll find out for sure uh, what's going to happen there. But they've been a team that that has been very disappointing. Yeah, I, 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 to me, it was one of those games that I was really hoping that the Sun Belt could sh- outshine the uh, Conference USA. So that was the biggest disappointment. So. Yep, but- I agree with you on that one. Moving on, South Alabama Bowling Green, another, uh, I think, last-second field goal, if I remember correctly, uh, as time ran out, or pretty close to the end of the game, South Alabama pulled that one out, which was a little bit surprising for me. But at the same time, they were playing up in uh, Ohio. Yeah, and I don't know much about Bowling Green. I don't know what their expectations are. Look, it was a good win for the Sun Belt to get a win over a MAC team. 
Um, South Al is two and zero right now, right? They they beat a, a Conference USA team and they beat a MAC team. So at, at worst, they're showing that they are competitive with yes. their like conferences, right? And I think that's a good thing for South Alabama. Um, I, I I don't know if we get a real good gauge of how good South Alabama is yet because I don't know how how good these two teams are that they play, but they're two and zero, So yep. they're a team that we've got to keep an eye on. Right. And we're going to have to face them later in the season and we'll find out what they are, but they're two and zero right. They've beaten. Um, I won't say quality teams, but they've beaten two teams that are in our, in our yes. gr- group of five. Right. It's good wins for them. Right. So I, I, I think that's, that's exciting for them, especially for a team that's coming off of a, a subpar season last year. So moving on, the Texas State Florida International, I think, is a little bit of a shocker for uh, the majority yay, of us. Yay, 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 Texas State finally got the win. Yep, <laughs> it, it's it's been one of those things that we've, we've talked about uh, that it's time for, for Texas State, no, you know, no, no offense to those listening, either to shit or get off the pot. And it looks like they, they got off the pot. And, uh, again, we don't know how good Florida International is, but at the same time, they beat one of our peer conferences, and that's always good. Right. Again, same thing. I don't know what what they're going to have, right? I don't know if they're a good, bad, or average team, but I do know this. It's a win for the Sun Belt Conference. It's a win for a team that needed to get a win against somebody outside the conference and, and prove that they can win against somebody. And they got a good win against FIU. So it was a, it came down to the wire. And it was another one that, in my mind, I expected them to find a way to lose. And they didn't. They pulled out a win. So it's good for the conference. It's, uh, I think it's luck. Anytime you beat a Conference USA or a MAC or a Mountain West team, I think it's always a good win. And, and they got one. So good for them. A little bit, uh, I guess. Uh, I won't say shocking, but uh, uh, because it, it looks like the game was never in doubt, but Liberty over Troy, 21 and 13. Uh, it looks like Troy got a garbage touchdown with about a, a minute left. So, uh, but they did move the ball nine plays, 64 yards, but that that's about it, uh, what we can say for Troy. But uh, I'm a little shocked that Liberty didn't, I guess, play better. I think you and I are in the same boat on that. I was uh, surprised. I didn't ex- the 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 outcome was not a surprise to me. The right. the fact that it was as close as it was was I I thought Liberty would have scored more points and they didn't. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this goes on from here. Um, Liberty's got you know some tougher games coming up, and we'll see what what comes out of that. Troy, I don't know what to expect out of them. I I, I thought this was going to team be a team that would give up a lot of points, and they didn't. And I thought it was going to be a team that could score a lot of points, and they didn't. So I don't know what to expect out of this Troy team. We'll, we'll I think we'll get a better idea once they start playing some conference games, and we'll we'll be able to see where they are. And lastly, I think this is uh, I ex- I expected this somewhat in the sense of I expected Memphis to to score 55 points I did not expect Arkansas State to score 50 points so so I think I think that is the 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 shocker look we all know that Arkansas State can score points usually 
but I did not expect them to stay that close. I did expect Memphis to score 55, uh, if not more, because Arkansas State's defense has been bad for a long time. But this game was closer than I expected. Uh, but it was a fun week in the Sun Belt Conference. Some good wins, some bad losses, and some surprises. Like I said, Arkansas State was probably the biggest surprise for me. Just the fact that they they hung in there with Memphis as long as they did. Well, give them credit. I mean, this, the score was 55-36 with five minutes, a little over five minutes to go. And Arkansas State uh, was able to score two touchdowns in the last five minutes of the game. So... Uh, they never gave yeah. up. Good for them. And uh, just hope we can beat the pants off of them. So you're listening. That's to we're right. Talking, you're listening. To we're talking with Craig Malasa and Dave Amato. Uh, Dave, uh, what, what do you have in your glass tonight there? Was it a glass I saw or was that a bottle? No, it was a glass. It was a glass. I am doing a quarter leans, vice versa, hazy IPA. Um, so the quarter uh, leans, if, our listeners don't know, is partially owned by Zach Street, former offensive lineman from the New Orleans Saints. Um, and it's a it's a, a brewery in uh, on the uh, warehouse district of New Orleans. So um, not one of my favorite New Orleans breweries, but a pretty good one. Um, so I've got I've got that going on tonight. I've actually got one of their lagers as well. So. Okay, well, I've got a little bit of uh, Four Roses Special Select in between uh, small sips of that and large glasses of water. Uh, there you go. Spent yesterday working on the uh, the bunker, and uh, we uh, we had a couple afterwards and probably didn't drink enough water during the day. So, all right, you've been <laughs> listening to We're Talking with Craig Malasso and Dave Amato. We're going to be right back after this brief message, and we're going to Dive into the Ohio University, uh, Ohio University game against the Cajuns on Thursday night. So we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to We're Talking. Craig Malonson tonight with Dave Amato. We're talking Cajun football now. We had our look around the Sun Belt. We're going to go over a few Sun Belt games that, that are coming up this next weekend uh, after we talk about the Cajuns-Ohio game. Uh, so, Dave, talk to me here. Let's go over the offense first for Ohio. What are we looking at? Looks like their quarterback was eh, somewhat okay last week, but nothing. To he, he, he he was. He was exactly somewhat okay, and he's been somewhat okay um, since he's been there. And I, I I don't know if our Cajun listeners remember this, but, but Curtis O'Rourke, um is the quarterback for the team and he is the brother of Nathan Rourke who was the quarterback the last time we played uh against uh Ohio and and and, and Nathan owns probably every record that Ohio has in football that he was probably the best quarterback they've ever had um they're they're, they're from Canada um, and, and a little history on this, um, the reason uh, Ohio has three Canadian players, minimum of three, they might have more. There are a couple of them that didn't have a whole lot of bios on them when, when I was reading about them, but they have at least three Canadian players. And when I was looking into it, the reason they have that is uh, Tim Alvin, who is the head coach for uh Ohio right now because Frank Solich stepped down because of some uh, health issues. 
he was the recruiting coordinator for Ohio, who his his area of recruiting was Canada. And 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 he recruits Canada a lot. And he's come up with it. They also have a kid from the Bahamas and one from Australia as well. So it's a it's a it's a very far reaching team uh, that we're looking at. But but a lot of Canadian players on his team. One of them is a quarterback. And like I said, his brother was a, a record setting quarterback there. And, and he hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been his brother. And I think that's the I think the expectation was that he was going to be as good as or better than his brother. And he hasn't been. Um, he's very talented. He can both run the ball and he can throw the ball. He likes to throw the ball more, but he he has some legs. He is not Lindsey Scott for nickels, but he is capable of pulling it down and running down the field when he wants to. And he's done it quite a bit. Um, but he's. Again, he's going to try to throw the ball, and he's consistent throwing the ball so far in his career. He's he's thrown for uh, probably close to sixty five percent passing. He's got four touchdowns and one interception in his career. Um, in his handful of games last year, they only played three games last year, so he played those three, and then two this year. He's thrown for almost seven hundred yards and four touchdowns, so he's not he's not bad. He's just, I think the expectation is he was going to be better. Um, he was a high, more highly recruited re- recruit than his brother was coming out of high school. And his brother seems to be the better of the two so far. But he's been slowed by some injuries uh, in his career. And I think that's been one of the reasons he hasn't been as good as the expectation for him. Uh, well, he's on- but he's still young and he's got a yeah. I was going to say he's he's only a sophomore and uh, seems to be a, a a big scrapping lad at six foot three, two eleven. So yep, uh, yeah, he's got he's got the 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 build of a, a quarterback that you you like in college, especially for a, a you know a group of five team. Um, he's he's like you said, he's big and he's strong and he's capable of running when he wants to, and he's not a bad runner. It's not like he's gonna you know he, he's not he's not ben roethlisberger right he's not gonna be this guy that's just struggling to run down the field he can when he wants to tuck it under and run and and, and he's done a good job of it in the limited times he's done it he's actually you know their third leading rusher on the team right now behind their two running backs and and we faced one of them before demontre tuggle um was their running back when we faced them the last time and he's a good one um and then O'Shan, O'Shawn uh, Allison is their other guy. Both of the guys' numbers are very similar. They're very built the same. They can, uh, they they will try to pound it when they have a chance to. Um, but but neither one of them are going to over. You know, you're not going to be shocked by how good they are. They're just the guys who put up decent numbers, right? They're going to run for four or five yards a carry. They may or may not rush for you know 60, 70, 80 yards but they're not anything that's going to shock you. And the way that the Cajuns defensive line has been playing against the run, I think we'll be fine with those two guys. Um, their receivers don't scare me a lot um, because they're not very big at all. Uh, most of their receivers, their biggest receivers, six, one, but they've got a five, eight and a five, nine guy um, that are leading them in receivers. Their, their, their best guy is Jerome Buckner. 
who's got seven catches for 102 yards. Um, and then the number two guy is their bigger guy. He's the six, one guy. Uh, he's got five catches for 92 yards on the season, but, but none of them really scare me. Um, their offensive line is coming back. They're pretty healthy from last season. They get almost everybody back except for one guy. They replaced him a little bit. They moved some things around, some parts around, uh, but they got a transfer from Virginia Tech who played a little bit at Virginia Tech, who's pretty good at left guard. But but nothing on their offense should be too scary for the Cajuns. You're listening to We're Talking with Greg Malonso and Dave Amato. Uh, Dave, uh, defensively, though, I mean, uh, I don't think anybody thinks that Syracuse is a powerhouse football team uh, who they played week one. And uh, the other one is Duquesne, who is an FCS program. I mean, that to me is the most disturbing thing about them. Like I said, they're not a very good football team right now, but what are you seeing on the defensive side? Uh, yes. So, so think about this, right. You know, and, and you and I talked about this when we first started like evaluating the Cajun schedule and what was coming up. This is a team that, that I expected to be um, at least in the, the talk about the Mac East championship, if not winning the Mac, right? They're 0-2 right now. They lost to a Syracuse team, and I don't think anybody expected them to beat Syracuse, but I thought they would they would play them well, and I don't think they were disappointed in the 29-9 game. I think they are very disappointed in losing to a Duquesne team that Duquesne was, they only have 40 scholarship players on the Duquesne roster. Um, and they have a handful of transfers, but they don't have a very great, it's not like Duquesne's a history making team, uh, in the FCS and Duquesne owned the ball against them. Like they, they, I think they had the ball, if I'm not mistaken, and you can probably look up the stats. I think Duquesne had the ball for close to 40 minutes in that football game on that the offensive correct. side of the ball. And they just dominated. Look, the score was only 28 to 26. It was a very close football game. But one of them was a return kick for a touchdown by Tuggle, their running back. He returned a kickoff for a touchdown. Um, outside of that, Duquesne was the better football team for most of the game. And, and, and like I said, they controlled the ball. They just ate up as much clock as they could. On defense, I don't think – look, I think they, they got very tired as a team. They're not very good on defense. I mean, looking at what they have, they have limited talent there. They've got a guy named Will Evans on the defensive line. I think is their best defensive lineman. But I, I, they're not very good against the run. They're not very good against the pass. In fact, two of their – I'm sorry, three of their top four tacklers are safeties which never bodes well for a football team no. when your safeties are your best tacklers on the football team, right? There's a problem because that means either the team is running the ball down your throat and your safeties are the last line of defense, or they're throwing it all over you and the safeties are the last line of defense. So they're not very good at defensive line. They're not very good at, at, at linebacker. And they've got a handful of pretty good safeties. Um, like I said, their second, third, and fourth leading tacklers are there. 
Um, Jaron Hampton is going to, as a senior, is very good. And they've got another guy, Alvin Floyd, who's very good. And then they got another guy who's play safety, who plays a lot in Jet Alad, who who is pretty good. But I think they've got, got some problems on defense, and Cajuns can and should expose them on defense. I really believe they they have the opportunity to 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 look. We need a win, and we need a good win. And I think this is the time the Cajuns can do it. Now, weather will be an issue depending on how this storm plays out. But if the Cajuns can run the ball effectively against them, I think they can own the clock and win this game handily. We'll have to wait and see if that shakes out how I how I expect it to. So if you had to pick a score right now, what, where do you think this game ends? What I would expect, what I would hope <laughs> – and uh, I, I'm thinking somewhere around 42 to 17. Okay. Cajuns win. I think the Cajuns finally open up the offense. And I don't want to sound like a guy, a, a really great pronosticator. That's going to be a hard word for me to say. Yep. But I want everybody to know that I did say before the season started to watch out for a couple of guys, one on offense and one on defense. And, and he, he stepped up this week. Michael Jefferson was my guy um, on offense, and he had a great game. And I think if he continues to play like he can, Michael Jefferson could end up being, if not our best receiver, one of our, our top two, two, three receivers. And I, I'm only putting him in the competition with uh, Kyron Lacey, who I love when he catches the ball because his hands is his feet are amazing, but his hands are great, too. And, and I'm really impressed with John Stevens, Jr., who has come on last week. He had his by far his best game right uh, out of the two he's played. But I think those three guys, and look, we're deeper than that because we've got so many wide receivers. Yeah. But those three guys impressed me so much. I think Michael Jefferson, uh, John Stevens Jr. and Kyra Lacey can be awesome. And, 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 and again, I, I also told you, keep an eye on Mason Narcisse. And he only had two tackles. One of them was a huge sack for the yep. Cajuns. Um, and, and, and I think he's only going to get better. So I'm really excited about Mason, those two guys that I, I thought would be good. And I think they have a lot, a long way to go. But, but look, Mason Narcisse is really young. Um, I think he's still listed as a freshman. Uh, um, and then um, uh, Michael Jefferson is only a junior. Um, for us, we'll have them for another year. So I'm really excited about both, both of those two players. So you said 42, 17. Yeah. That's my, that's my expectation. Okay. I was thinking more, uh, 35, nine, but we're still in the same ballpark. I think the defense shows up this weekend and shows, shows a little bit. So look, looking for some fun and excitement. So, um, you're listening to, we're talking with Greg Melanson and Dave Amato. Dave, let's uh, take a quick look around the Sun Belt. I don't want to go into all the games because some of them just, quite frankly, don't interest me whatsoever. Uh, and I hate sure. to say it like that, but uh, obviously we have us. The Coastal, uh, we're, I'm just going to go, the, uh, Coastal Carolina, Buffalo, I, I, I don't see Coastal having any problems there. Again, Ileon, App State, nothing there. Uh, Arkansas, uh, Georgia Southern visits, visits Arkansas, nothing there. Uh, we talked talk briefly, a lot of, 
uh, off air about the Charlotte Georgia State game, and you were surprised at Georgia State at coming in zero and two, Charlotte two and zero. That Georgia State is actually favored in the game. So yeah, yeah, that one is one that I well, I think it's like I I I think it's an interesting game because again, I I thought Georgia State was going to be better than they are, and I'm shocked Charlotte is two and zero. But I'm more shocked that they think uh, the, the, the people in Vegas think that uh, Georgia State is a four-point favorite, and they're zero and two, and have not played well at all. And Charlotte is two and zero, and one of their wins is against Duke, who, while they're not a very good uh, P5 team, they still are a P5 team. And it's amazing that I, I don't, I, I truly don't think Georgia State's going to win that game. I think, I think uh, Charlotte's going to beat them. And I can't believe that they're, they're expecting uh, Georgia State to win. And if I was a better, and I'm not, but if I was a better, I would put my money on Charlotte on that game. I, I totally agree with you. I don't get it. The only thing I can think of, they say that home field advantage is worth three points. So what they're saying there is that, Georgia State is one point better than Charlotte, which I still don't see. But hey, uh, there's a reason. The, there's a reason casinos are still in business, and we're not. <laughs> so yeah, right, right. Uh, so uh, again, I don't know that it's a huge game. I think it. I think I have interest in it because it's Southern Miss and Troy, two old rivals, and I think really for us, uh, like we talked about, I think uh, another victory over a Conference USA team. Can only do, can only help the Sun Belt. So um, yeah, and I I didn't look. Um, I didn't see what Southern Miss did this week. I know they lost to South Alabama the first week. I, I don't. They beat Grambling to see. So oh, okay, so so they didn't play anybody really. A uh, little practice game for them when going into the Troy game. It'll be interesting. Look, I expected Troy's defense to be bad and their offense to be good, and and I haven't seen anything. That shocks me. This this week was a little surprising that they played uh, as well as they did on defense. But I, like you said, this is going to be the the test, right? If you can beat a a peer uh, conference mate, it's going to help the conference. Um, we'll see how Troy does against them, and it, it'll give us a better idea of how good South Alabama is. And I think yes. that's what we're really looking for, right? Um, if if Southern Miss goes out there and destroys Troy, then South Alabama might be a good football team, right? If Troy goes out there and destroys Southern, what we know about that is Southern Miss is a bad football team. Um, so I think we will get a better idea of those two teams based on the results of this game, right? So yes. I don't think we've seen anything with Troy playing Grambling and uh, so – I think a lot of it's going to depend on what we see this week. And I, I think that'll, that'll help us decide how tough of a team Southern, uh, I mean, sorry, um, Troy and South Alabama may be. So not our final three games. We've got four games left to, to talk about, but just quickly on the, on the three FCS versus FBS uh, games there. Uh, it seems like there's been a large number of FCS wins this this week, uh, this, this year so far, and I think there are, are at least two out of the three have a a good chance of being uh, winning again. Incarnate Word at Texas State and Jackson State at ULM. 
I think South Alabama will handle Alcorn State easily. But the other two games could become very interesting, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. Look, I, I, I think I think Texas State's going to win. Um, I think they're, they've gotten over the hump. I, I, I don't think they're a great team, but I think they're a better team. I yep. think they're going to win that football game. I think the one that I, I'm expecting the one that you were going to talk to me about was the uh, um, the ULM game. No, that's I still have one no. more. I still have one more. Oh, but but the Jackson okay. State ULM game I think is going to be very interesting, and and I will be tuned so, in. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I I want to be tuned in. That game is at seven on Saturday. So I will do my best to watch that game. I'm sure there will be a better football game on but I will have that game on. Um, so, so far, Jackson State is 2-0. They won 7-6 to against uh, Florida, uh, Florida FAMU, um, and then they beat Tennessee State handily. So I don't know. ULM is not a very good football team. Jackson State, I'm not sure what to expect. They've got some talent. I, I, I know who I'm going to be pulling for. Right. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll get an idea of how, how bad ULM is depending on the outcome of that game. Yes. So I, I'm interested. I'm interested in that game for just the outcome, uh, but I will watch it. I will have it on whatever game is on as the primetime game. I will have that on my computer while that game yep. is on. I will tell you that. So our final game of the night in our last probably uh, conversation, uh, you're listening to We're Talking with Craig Melanson and Dave Amato. Uh, Dave, Arkansas State at Washington. Washington is 0-2, lost to an FCS team. They got beat by Michigan last last week, uh, this past weekend, which I was really hoping they'd beat Michigan in in senior khaki pants up there because I can't stand him. But Arkansas State just put – they lost, but scored 50 points against a, a, what everybody would would think is a, a pretty good, decent Memphis team. In Washington, 0-2, they lost to an FCS team. I understand they're playing at home, but is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what's interesting about that, look, I mean, there were people who were predicting Washington to be the, a disruptor. The, yeah in the in the in the national championship i mean they were talking about them winning the pack 12 and 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 being a team that you had to watch out for that they could be that fourth team that gets in and and they went out and they laid an egg against montana now montana's a good fcs team don't get me wrong but they're still fcs and and you would expect the top 20 team wouldn't have had any problems against them and then they turned around and played michigan and it, it wasn't a surprise that they lost to Michigan. Michigan has talent. It was a surprise. It was 31 to 10. And I don't know if it was as close as the score was. So they're not the team that people expected them to be. Arkansas State, I don't know what to expect from them. They did put 50 against Memphis, who was a good football team. I agree with you. I think. Arkansas State has a chance to keep this within, what did you say, 16-point spread? 16 and a half. 
16 and a half. I think they have a very good chance to keep this within the points. Right. The problem with Arkansas state is going to be, they're going to give up points. They're going to give up a lot of points. Um, okay. Pro- okay. So there let's talk about the over under 58 and a half. Oh yeah. I, I think the, I think the, I think you got to take the over. I, me too. I'm going I don't to think it. you even, I, I, I don't even think you, if you're going to bet that game, and I am not, again, I'm not a guy who bets, but if you're going to bet that game, the only thing you take on that is the over. I, I, I think that's the easy win there yep. because I think either Washington's going to score a lot of points. Well, I think Washington's going to score a lot of points either way. I think they're going to score their points. I, I think Arkansas State's going to be capable of scoring points. So if they get 21, then Washington only needs 30-something points. So I think that's the the win there. If you're going to bet that game, you go the over. Man, I I don't know if you take Arkansas State with the 16-and-a-half, but I know you take the over. There's no way that game stays under 58 points. I – I, I tend to agree with you on both of them. I'm not sure I take the 16. I, I really would li- love to take the 16 and a half, but at the same time, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, no, I, and we don't, but I, man, that's tough. That's a, that's a low, to me, that's a low scoring game for two teams that can score points. So, and, and I know Washington hasn't yet, but they will. <laughs> Well, it'll become very interesting, I think, very quick. So, um, love it, love it, love it. So, anything else uh, you want to talk about before we uh, call it a no. night? No. What What are your – well, you told me what your expectations were for the Cajuns this week, yep. right? You said 30 – what was your number? 35 to 9. Or 35 should, to 9. I might even go ten, but that's a that is much that's as much as I'm going to give them. So, well, I I think we're in the same idea. I I really hope the Cajuns open up the offense. I hope Levi has a big game. I hope they um, the defense shows up and and controls the 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 quarterback. Um, our biggest problem I think has been the the running quarterback, and this guy isn't as good as a runner as we saw last week. But I think if we can control him, I think we win the game and we take it. And and, and I think the Cajuns get back into focus. They've got a couple of games after that. I think they're they're going to be favored to win. And uh, and I think we this could be a good opportunity for them to to show that they are a better team than they they've put up the first two weeks. And I and I'm hoping this is the case. And and again, I said it last week. And and thank you, Cajun Nation showing up because i'm gonna tell you what i've been to a lot of cajun football games saturday night was one of the most electric atmospheres in cajun field i've seen in a long time the tailgating was fantastic the game atmosphere and the students heads up to all the students who showed up because i'm gonna tell you I, i i've gone to a ton of games recently where students weren't there the students were there this time. Um, it was it was fun to watch, um, and I know it's a Thursday night. And it's going to be harder to get twenty five thousand people to show up, 
but man, we got to show up. We got to show up and got to represent. We're on national TV, and I know it's going to be up against, you know, another probably another college football game. I'm assuming I haven't looked at the schedule, but I know there's going to be an NFL game going on yep. as well. Um, so, but we need to show up and 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 make a good showing. I know we're not going to have 25. We need to get you know 20 in there. We really do. Everybody who can show up needs to show up. It looks like the weather uh, I, I'm predicting. I'm, I'm no Rob Perillo, but, hey, that's okay. Uh, I'm predicting uh, it, the rain will clear out by then. So, seeing enough yeah. uh, weather reports from different guys around the, the area. So, well, okay. Do we, do, is, is there another uh, Thursday night college football game? I didn't look. Uh, see. I No, we are the only game Thursday night. So there, but there is an NFL game. Yes, it's uh, uh, Washington at New York, I believe. New York okay. at Washington. Okay. I'm sorry. So, okay. so yeah, so we've only got really one. You know, we're we're competing against an NFL game, but yeah. we, look, show up. You've got no interest in the NFL game. You should be at at Cajun Field watching yep. that game. So. so, but yeah, that's it. All right. That's all I got. Thank you, Dave. As always, we appreciate it. Uh, you've been listening to We're Talking with Craig Malonsa and Dave Amato. We will be back with you hopefully Wednesday night with Russ Eisenstein uh, of the uh, Ohio Bobcats. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll both be here and we'll be chatting with Russ. So and Jay Walker, I believe, is going to be joining us. So should be a good good night. We'll see you then.